What up, what up, what up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Sure, you're probably hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really separates them from everybody else is that Mike is a certified financial planner and he looks at so much more than just the rate when he's designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you know that you can trust them. And you're always going to feel like a customer, not a number. If you've gone through the process before and you know, you'd rather watch a Wyoming game, root for the Raiders, you know, watch the Dodgers win the World Series, I get it. Normally, it's an awful process, but you've got to work with Mike and Virginia. Trust me, they'll make it smooth, quick, and enjoyable. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choosing when you do. Most importantly, though, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Or you can always call Mike directly, nice and simple, at 970-412-2472. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. <laughs> Isaiah, you took over down the stretch again. Obviously, nothing new to you, but what was kind of going through your head late in the game, especially before hitting that game-winning three there in the last minute? Uh, just stay steady, stay confident. Uh, that's what we was preaching in the huddles is, uh, even though that we uh, were getting hit with a lot of shots, a lot of tough shots, uh, still, we still had a good lead for a lot of that time. So just play like we're winning. Play confident and, you know, play tough. So... Uh, coming down the stretch personally, that was what I was thinking, and then just stay ready because I think there was a stretch there where I might not have taken as many shots, but that's when other guys had got it going a little bit, like Adam Thistlewood and John Tanjay hit a huge shot for us, and David Roddy, like, uh, who can stop him when he's feeling it? So uh, just stay ready because the ball is probably going to end up on this way. Isaiah, how much do you guys grow in the last week? I mean, to have three last-minute games, you know, in the span of seven days, I and mean, just how big is this for for the development? And obviously, to to do it in winning games, not losing games. Uh, it's huge for us. Uh, our coaches say all the time that uh, when you start to become a really good team, you're going to be in tough games because uh, you're going to start playing against really good competition. So, uh, we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned a lot about how we're built as a program. The Rams are rolling, man. Isaiah Stevens named the Mountain West Basketball Player of the Week on the men's side. McKenna Hofschild named the Mountain West Basketball Player on the women's side. Going to be talking about both of those. Uh, but before we you know, branch out and talk about the women's team, I wanted to first just kind of talk about Isaiah and, and CSU men's basketball a little bit. Back-to-back weeks that the Rams have had individual accolades. Uh, First time that CSU's had multiple people named Mountain West Player of the Week since 2014-15. So it's it's been quite a while. And the uh, the crazy thing is we still have a couple of months left. So pretty decent chance that they end up getting a third, you know, maybe even a fourth. Who knows? Stevens was massive in in those UNLV games. And I know it's been a couple of days now. Um, You know, I was... Busy watching that national championship Monday night. What a game roll tide, but we're not going to be talking about that. We uh, we did break it down on the draft pod if you have any interest in that. Anyways, getting back on topic here, Isaiah Stevens, man, he was he was huge, man. UNLV, they were picked ahead of CSU in the preseason poll, and that was wrong. That was wrong, just blatantly wrong. 
Look, they've got some great scores, and they're going to be dangerous come March. They're still figuring some stuff out, and obviously, you know, the the gap didn't help them. I will say, though, th- those wins are going to look a whole lot better come March than they do right now because Bryce Hamilton and uh, David Jenkins Jr., that's as good of a scoring one-two punch as anywhere in the league. Those dudes, I mean, those are NBA-type scorers. Some of those shots they were making were just insane. I mean, like, yeah, some of them were open, and, you know, those are frustrating. You'll point those out on film. But ultimately, you know, after re-watching that game, just some of those mid-range shots that they were able to make just fading away and falling away from the hoop and stuff. It was it was nuts, and, and that's what makes Roddy's defensive play at the end even more impressive. Um, I keep getting sidetracked here, though. Trying to talk about Isaiah Stevens, who in those two games averaged 23.5 points, six rebounds, and six assists on 50% shooting. He shot 64% from three, 83.5% from the free throw line, where he's currently you know, the best in the Mountain West on the season. He had 25 points in the first game, one off of his career high, which was that triple overtime winner in Tulsa. Also had six boards, four assists. That was a crazy game. I mean, CSU trailed by 13, ended up pulling it out second time in three games that they were able to, well, I mean, really third time, because even in that loss to San Diego State, you know, they still managed to make it a game. They went down, you know, 20 plus and then managed to make it a game again. But he then had 22 points in the second game, six boards, eight assists, including the game-winning three-pointer, career-high six threes in the game. Just so clutch. Hit a couple of free throws at the end to seal it. He's just a gamer, guys. Like He's one of those dudes, when the game is on the line, that's who you want the basketball in his hands. I mean, we see it all the time. At the end of the first half of that first UNLV game, he just takes the ball with like four seconds, goes straight to the rim. I mean, like a rocket. Puts up a crazy layup. Nothing but net. I mean, just one of those dudes that he's just able to attack, but also bring the the right amount of touch. It's just so rare for a guard of his age, and especially, you know, in the Mountain West. That's not a shot at the league. They're just, there haven't been that many, you know, four-year guys over the last decade or so. A lot of the premier players in the conference have been guys that, you know, transferred in, you know, Jordan Caroline, the, the Martin twins, Gian Clavel at Colorado State. Josh Allen or uh, Josh Adams, I should say, at Wyoming was one of the rare ones, um, you know. So there were a few. Nance ended up leaving early, so you know it's just rare to have a guy be this good, this young in his career and this versatile. I mean, you can, you can't, you can't lock him down. Like it's not like he's just a three-point shooting specialist. It's not like he only gets to the rim, but he's good at all of it. He's so lethal on the mid-range. That's such an underappreciated skill by many guards. Guys, there's still value in it. Maybe not the long twos like Carmelo Anthony used to shoot. At that point, the analytics probably show that you might as well just take a step back. But, you know, like around the free throw line, those little floaters and stuff. Oh, perfection. He just gets it. He just, he sees the floor in a way that most players don't at this age. It's the reason that he already has 21 five-plus assist games. He's a sophomore, and he already has that many. I mean, the Rams are already off to their best program history. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. That didn't make any sense. The Rams are already off to their best start in program history at 5-1 and one against the Mountain West. Got an upcoming series against San Jose State, which I'm going to talk about uh, in just a second. Kind of some weird conditions 
Before I break into that and then talk some women's hoops, though, I'm going to play a little more post-game audio of Nico Medved just kind of talking about this team and, you know, what they've got out of, you know, these wins. Man, uh, I, I just thought, you know, you, you try to take a step back after this. I thought that was um, what a great college basketball game. Um, both teams, I thought, you know, were playing at a high level offensively. Um, guys trading blows, players making shot after shot after shot. And I kept thinking to myself how cool this would have been here today to have fans and Moby and um, to get to, you know, see these kind of games. But um, give UNLV a ton of credit. We knew they'd come to play. I mean, uh, Jenkins and, and Hamilton were unreal. Um, Isaiah Stevens was just unbelievable down the stretch. Um, David Roddy made huge plays. And, you know, the other night you see, right, John and Adam weren't making perimeter shots. And then today they step up and, and make huge shots. And um, so that's just what it, what a team's all about. And at some point, somebody had to find a way to get some stops. Um, I thought our zone there in periods of time that we hadn't practiced in a while, um, I just decided we needed to change it up. I thought it helped us. Um, and then finally, we just got a couple of stops when we, uh, when we needed them and found a way to get out of here uh, with a win. Nico, I mean, three last-minute wins in a, in a span of seven days. Have you had a stretch like that that you can recall? It's, it's pretty rare to have that many a season, it feels like, and all bunched together. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to, to think about, about that. I mean, I think what you realize is most of these conference games, they're, they're tough, right? I mean, you're playing against a good team in the league, and you're expecting that, you know, it's, it's going to be a dogfight every night and you're expecting that you put yourself in position and you're going to have to make plays in the last four minutes to, to win. It's not, it's not easy to go out there and convince, you know, beat a team convincingly, um, a good team in conference play, you know, once people have you scouted and they know what's going on, that's very, very difficult to do. But um, yeah, what, what an unbelievable stretch. I mean, these guys are finding ways to win. You know, they're, they're learning how to win. They never panic. They play in the moment, um, thinking about what's next. They let a play go and they move on to the next one. And you've got to be able to do that. And um, guys have the confidence, you know, to step up and, 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 and make plays. And like, I thought a huge play tonight, you know, watching on the film, but um, we're finding a way to get a stop and James Moore's, you know, Bryce Hamilton turned the corner. He was coming down the lane and I thought James Moore stepped up and had an unbelievable, um, you know, wall up confrontation at the rim um, that we needed desperately at that point in time. And that play really stands out to me. That's a huge play because at some point somebody needed to find a way to get a stop and a, and, and a rebound. And, and we did. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried it yet, head to the App Store. What are you waiting for? To celebrate this year's NFL playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new players the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional action at 100 to 1 odds. That's right, all you've got to do, bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. While we are excited for football, let's not forget, the 2021 basketball season has already tipped off. Go check out everything that they have to offer, including live bets, player props, all kinds of fun stuff. You can do parlays. It's just a blast. I currently suck at betting on the NBA. We'll figure it out. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. When you do, you can get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. Again, that code DNVR for your chance to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we're going to finish today's podcast by talking about the women's team. But before we do, I'm just briefly going to go over this four-game road trip for Colorado State men's basketball. A pretty big test, you know, starting with some weird circumstances uh, at San Jose, although it's not really at San Jose State because they're playing in Phoenix due to COVID-19 restrictions in the Bay Area. It's going to be interesting. I mean, this is a team that's really, really struggled They actually almost beat Boise State in the second game, which was kind of crazy, but I think it was just a matter of pride. Let's be honest, they got rolled in that first matchup, losing 106 to 54. They literally lost by 52 points. Oh my God, that's that's insane. (laughs) And then they lost the second game by one, 87 to 86. And the reason that I bring this up is that college basketball is weird. And this is something that I've said all season. It's something that I said after the St. Mary's loss. It's something that I brought up again after the dramatic comeback win at San Diego State. It's just one of those things where you can't get too high, too low, or too low. Now, I will say with Utah State coming up after San Jose State, really, really important that CSU wins both of these games. If you lose one in a fluky fashion, is it the end of the world? Probably not. I mean, you know, it it could really come back to bite you in the end. These are the ones that you want to win. But, you know, same deal. You don't want to get, you don't want to panic, act like the sky is falling. We've obviously seen that this team is going to be damn tough to beat come March. They've just got to put everything together. To me, this is a really great chance to kind of, you know, iron out some things and, you know, just try and get in a rhythm before you play a really important road series at Utah State. And, And I'm not trying to be dismissive of San Jose State because, You know, let's be real. Every single game matters. And the minute that you overlook an opponent, that's when you drop a stupid one. So, you know, this is a this is a chance for CSU to just, you know, be focused, take care of business, beat a team that they're better than. I mean, I I feel bad for San Jose State, guys. I really do. It's it's got to be really hard. And and the same thing could be said for New Mexico. It's got to be so hard to just be displaced like this, you know, completely uprooted from what you're used to. You're in a different city. I mean, guys, this isn't what people sign up for. It's not. And I'm so appreciative of these student athletes for making it happen because, I mean, without college basketball, for a guy like me, it would be brutal this spring. I mean, what am I going to do with all of my time? These these student athletes, they're sacrificing so much so that people like me can enjoy it on a nightly basis. And, And I just, I don't want that to be overlooked at any point. And then the football should be run up too. You know, we just finished a successful, more or less successful college football season. I know that locally, uh, CSU is one of those schools where it's kind of debatable whether it was a successful football season or not. But as a whole, you know, we got college football this year. We got a bowl season. We got a college football playoff. We got a national champion. I mean, it would have been really, really bleak 
without college football this fall. Imagine that. I mean, there were plenty of weekends where we couldn't watch the Rams, but imagine if there was just no college football, period. I'm one of those dudes, man. I'll watch the Maction on a Thursday night. I'll watch Arkansas State play, you know, Louisiana Tech, whoever. If it's on, I'm in. You know, but none of that is is possible without these student athletes just making a lot of sacrifices, you know, not getting to going out and party and hanging out with friends and just being college kids, you know, this, these aren't the type of things that you normally have to worry about. I mean, it, being a student athlete is not like being a normal college kid anyways, because you have way more obligations. And I mean, just the amount of time responsibility you have to have is insane, but you still have a chance to, you know, be a guy, you know, be a kid. I don't want to say, I don't want to genderize this, but you know, you have a chance to be a college student, let loose, have fun, go to the bars, you know, go to costume parties around Halloween or whatever, you know, all the all the typical stuff. They didn't get any of that. They got online school, which sucks. You know, really stressful practices where they're being tested and, and have to go through all these restrictions. That's it's not easy. It's not. And and I commend them, especially a program like San Jose State, who's, you know, not even in the comfort of their own city. But, you know, now that I've addressed that. This is definitely a matchup that CSU should feel confident going in. They're 0-6 against the Mountain West. Really, other than that one game against Boise State, haven't been competitive. Their program's best player, Seneca Knight, is transferring to LSU. I mean, it's it's a tough go-around for San Jose State. This is one where the Rams need to take care of business. I'll break it down a little more and write about it and stuff for DNVR subscribers, but this is a this is a road trip where CSU is hopefully going to go 3-1 and one at least. I mean, 4-0 would be incredible, but ideally you sweep the Spartans and split against the Aggies. If you do that, man, you, you keep pace, you're well in contention for the top of the league. Shoot, you go 4-0, you're, you're you know in the driver's seat to finish in the top two. You got Boise State at home at that point. You've already gone through your trip to Viejas. The trip to Nevada is going to be a little bit tougher than people expect. But other than that, I mean, Wyoming, I guess. I'm, I'm a little worried about that trip to Wyoming. I, I do think there's a chance for the Rams to drop one up there in Laramie just because the intensity of a rivalry game. I mean, it's hard to be a rival once on the road, let alone twice in the same week. So just being realistic about the whole situation, Wyoming has a really good offense. I do think CSU's the better team. That's not the debate to me. It's just circumstance. But anyways, you know, this the next four games... Really big. San Jose State, Utah State. Got to take care of business here. I'd like to see the Rams play efficient basketball, eliminate some of those first-half turnovers, continue to shoot the ball well from three. Uh, You want to see them continue to get better at rebounding. I've talked about it a bunch. It it just sets you up for success because they are one of those run-and-gun teams that attacks in transition, but also it limits the other team's second-chance opportunities, and that's a big reason why teams are able to keep the game's close sometimes. It's just simple stuff like not boxing out, not rebounding. Take care of business here, move on, get to the Aggies. That's what CSU's got to focus on. You know, I know the coaching staff is going to emphasize that they can't overlook anyone and that's going to be big, but just, you know, being realistic, this is a series that the Rams are the better team. Just point blank, they are the better team. I imagine they'll be double-digit favorites in both matchups. Just take care of business. Simple as that. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the women's team. Unfortunately, their series against San Jose State was supposed to be at home, not happening. 
The Spartans, unfortunately, have a COVID outbreak. And so CSU women's basketball, after splitting against UNLV on the road, now has their home series delayed. Uh, I have a couple of thoughts on this. Unfortunate because, one, CSU, they were kind of trying to get back in a rhythm. They had about a three-week gap. I believe it was 19 days off before playing a UNLV, and they looked rusty in that series. They did. I mean, Ryan Williams said it himself. The offense, it was there, and that's just because they were, you know, these are good shooters. It's one of the best offensive teams that I can remember, maybe the best of the Williams era. I mean, those those Nistrum, Gustafsson years, those teams could score, but not the way this team can put up points in a hurry. I mean, just lethal three-point shooters. They can get to the rim, too. They're versatile. They defend well. But that was kind of the problem against UNLV. The defense, it just it wasn't where it needed to be. So, you know, kind of playing a team like San Jose State, who's, you know, not the best in the league, that it, it just would have been an opportunity to kind of iron out some of those, some of those issues. Now, you can do that in practice, and, and they will. And, you know, Ryan Williams, he's a great coach. They've got a great roster. They, they will work on it, and it'll get better. Rust is natural, especially, especially around the holidays. Still, though, there's, just, there's no substitution for live game action. And I just think the Rams would have benefited from getting to play. It's unfortunate that they you know, went 19 days without playing, finally got a series. Now they were coming back home, and they're losing two games. It's, it just sucks. It always sucks when you lose any games, but it especially sucks when you lose home games. I mean, CSU football knows all about that. It felt like one of those, you know, every home game got canceled, but three or four road games somehow survived. Anyway, it's just the luck of the draw is really all it comes down to. They'll iron it out. They'll uh, they'll get it figured out. But one of the things that I have to highlight is McKenna Hofschild because she's a bucket, guys. I've tweeted about it a couple of times. She's so freaking good. And she was named the Mountain West Basketball Player of the Week in addition to Isaiah Stevens, so the Rams getting love on the men's and women's circuits, really, really encouraging if you are a hoops head. I mean, she essentially mirrored Isaiah Stevens' performance against UNLV, uh, reset her career high scoring mark twice, averaged 22 points, five assists, three rebounds, and a steal. That's about as good as it gets. I mean, she dished out 20 points, uh, eight assists in the loss, and the four point loss. They made that one tight, man. They were down double digits and, and actually tied it late in the third, but UNLV was just kind of able to pull away. In the second game, though, man, she was she was big time. Picked up right where she left off, dropped 24 points, hit her career high six threes. So her and Isaiah both hit a career high six threes in their respective wins in those closeout wins against UNLV. Rams able to take that one 67 to 58. But what kind of stands out to me about McKenna, much like Isaiah Stevens, she just sees the floor better than everybody else. I mean, she leads the conference with 170 assists. That's like 57 more than the next institution. Or Colorado State leads, I should say. That's not her individually. But she is a big part of that. I mean, she has 61 of them tied for seventh in the nation. So she's top 10 in the assists. That's so, it's just so good. But watching her, you just, you see that killer mentality. I mean, 16 of her 20 points in that first game were in the second half. That's kind of what, you know, helped get CSU back in it. They obviously didn't win it, but that's essentially, you know, what gave them a shot. But just everything she's doing this year has been has been better. I mean, she's scoring more points. She's getting more assists. She's 
been a, a factor on the glass, even though she's the smallest player on the court. She's just, she's a stud in every way. I think she's going to be the Mountain West Player of the Year this year. That's the type of impact she's having for this Rams team. I mean, nobody, nobody picks CSU to, cont- to contend this year. And they are. They're legitimate contenders. She's a big part of that. Tori Williams being healthy again is a big part of that. Uh, Lore, she's a big part of that as well. Lore DeVos, she's a baller. Watch this team, guys. It, it's super unfortunate how the league keeps doing this scheduling where they're at the same time. But if you're at home, you know, pull up the have the men's game on TV, pull up the women's game on your laptop. You're going to enjoy it. This team is good enough to win, potentially even make the NCAA tournament. I, I think you're probably going to have to win the Mountain West tournament because I don't see the Mountain West being a multi-bid league. It almost never is. Then again, you never know. So exciting times to be a Hoops fan. Tune in. I promise you, uh, you will not be disappointed. I'll obviously be talking about it as much as I can. Going to be fun. Shout out to everybody that continues to support the podcast. We'll be back with more content throughout the week. Make sure that you're also checking out DNVR Madness, which is my national uh, college basketball content with Ben Girding. I'm a part of the Draft Podcast, which is you know, going to be picking up with the NFL Draft this spring. All kinds of fun stuff going on. And of course, I'll always be talking plenty of green and gold. That's about it for today. Much love. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the